It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to episode 17 of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. There he is, Steve Noodleberg. And you look you look like you're on the cover of the book. Window pane blazer, nice and tanned, living the life some consider a Feeling good, Billy Ray. Looking good in the process. Our guest today is a friend of all of ours. Actually, we're all connected in a roundabout way. Celebrity. A, a local celebrity. A lo- regional. A regional a celebrity. celebrity. Going global. Individuals like you are local. Andy and I are regional <laughs> celebrities. There's a difference. Andy, Just so you know, he breaks my balls every show. So it's, it's your show. It's what I'm here for. Every week, it's a it's celebrity roast. We're just talking off the air about a celebrity look, roast. Look. Andy Cagnetta, CEO, Transworld Business Advisors. You've been in the studio. You've been to ESPN. I've been here. It's great to be here. And you get to spend time with Steve Noodleberg. What a thrill. I, I'm just getting over the slight of being a local celebrity. <laughs> regional. 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 Actually, yes. th- they have gone global. There are... Franchises all over the world now. There are. Now, there do, are. Do, Australia. Australia, oh, UK. And, so. and let's clarify what Transworld Business Advisors is for those that don't know. Tell them about the business. Well, we, we help people sell their businesses. We help people franchise. We help people buy franchises, sell franchises. So that's our business. We do it worldwide. We have about 180 offices wow. here in the United States so far. UK, South Africa, France. Australia, we have 13 offices. UK, we have 16 offices. People buying and selling Middle East, all over the world. Jordan, mm-hmm. all over. Uh, so at the very core of this, obviously, is the idea of entrepreneurship, which is really, Steve, what your direction of your life has taken. Yeah. The concept of, okay, dream it, do it, grind it, not working, one letter away from networking. Andy Cagnetta, Transworld Business Advisor, at the core of that is the idea of being an entrepreneur. So, so Andy and I have been friends a really long time, and his story of how he started or took over Transworld and has built this into the company that it is now Global. is fantastic. I mean, because he, we talked about it at lunch. We did. He is a guy that people know, mm-hmm. like, and trust, which is the basic fundamental way to build your own business. He started out like very small and, and continued to grow it and attract it. And um, so fundamentally, I love what he's done, who he's done it with, um, how he's helping people realize their dreams. But alongside of that, he is actually the hardest working guy in philanthropy really? that I know. He, really? he basically every single year, his efforts are responsible for feeding a lot of the people in Broward County. And, uh, you know, we've been part of it forever. Andy's pasta dinner, just incredible. You know, at the end of the day, I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate to be successful, have an able-bodied, able mind, and I think it's just your obligation to give back. and And becoming a trusted advisor in your community is what it's about. I mean, if you want people to be attracted to you and do business with you, you got to show them that. But you're worth the walk. You walk the walk from day one. He started a pasta dinner in his house and had. 
10 people the well, first It wasn't time? quite in my house, but it, it was at the soup kitchen. Oh, so, okay. So we built the soup kitchen. It was uh-huh. like a million, $2 million building. We had no money at the time. I was chairperson. And I looked at the board and I said, hey, we got to do something to raise some money to pay for this place. Yeah. And so my answer was, everybody's got to do something. I don't care if you wash cars, have a wine tasting party. Uh, I'm going to cook dinner for everybody. And that was from one of my other entrepreneurial stints <laughs> as a pasta shop owner, which is another long story. But <laughs> so I cooked dinner for 30 people. We raised 300 bucks. And every year it's gotten bigger and bigger. And last year we had 850 people and we raised wow. over $200,000. Yeah, awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you said uh, knows, likes, and trusts. And, and at the very core tenet of the book, this podcast based upon Confessions of a Serial Salesman, you talk about the fact that if people don't like you, I mean, you don't like them, you don't vibe, you're probably not going to do business anyway. And you don't want to hard sell and you don't want people hard selling on you as well. But they've got to like you before they get to know you. Because if they don't like you, they're not going to want to get to know you, right? So so here was cool just coming from lunch. We hadn't seen each other in a while. We wave at each other on Facebook all the time. That was mm-hmm. just kind right. of funny. Yeah. But we got into a catch-up dialogue about how he's grown the business. And when you're an entrepreneur and you have a dream and a vision and a passion well, then you need to sell that passion to the people that work for you. And so right. that, there's nothing more genuine than that. And that's where I think he's done the best job is internally taking what his passion was and his vision and then really you know, paying it forward to all the people that work for him. He's built a tremendous organization, obviously, the amount of people that are involved. And I admire that because that's – what it takes to be successful and there were good times and bad times but yeah listen at the end of the day it it takes a lot of people to build a big business it takes a lot of people to build a pasta dinner that 800 people come to sure so it's not by yourself and for you to get people people have choices they could work anywhere they want i have amazingly talented people that could do anything in their lives and they could work at any business brokerage or even start one on their own but we've all collectively gotten together and said, we're going to do this together because we know together we could build, you know, one plus one is three and we're going to take it to a next level. And we're all, and they trust me with the leadership and it's, it's amazing. And sometimes I, I question why do they do that? But it's like, me. Well, well, so he, he said to me, he honestly believes that someone would be, it's in their best interest to use them to help, buy or sell their business. Okay. And he gave me a couple of reasons. So Why he in his own mind believes that. Well, right. listen, you know, I, I believe it. If, first of all, you got to believe in your own service. And so I believe that people who don't use, don't use anybody to sell their business that are at a d- distinct disadvantage, they're going to waste time trying to sell their business instead of working on their business. Their profits are going to go down and their business immediately becomes less valuable. Hmm. So just in the process of selling your business, you'll kill confidentiality. Your vendors could uh, ah. pull out your your customer, your, your employees could quit. It's just a nightmare. So you don't want to do it yourself. So you should hire someone. And who should you hire? Well, you should hire the, the biggest company in the world that is the number one online advertiser that sells more businesses than anybody worldwide. And you're truly getting a good feel of the marketplace because there's more buyers out there at Transworld looking at businesses and therefore... It, you know, the buyers get a choice and there's competition for your deal. So, so the funny part is, is that his f- initial comment to me at lunch was that, well, I, I really was not a good salesperson. I didn't believe in myself as a salesperson. Huh. He talked about the first transaction, which was a riot. But here is somebody who didn't believe that they were good. They were actually very good. 
And now the biggest sale that he has to do every day is sell his vision to all of the hundreds and thousands of people that work in that downline. It's incredible that, you know, that is the ultimate sales job is is taking your passion because every time somebody in his organization, even in Australia, interacts with somebody, they're representing his vision. Name on the door, all of that, which is fascinating to me. Sure, and that's why I went to Australia over the summer, and that's why I'm going to the UK this summer. And you know, because you gotta, you gotta tell people what we're about. I mean, our unofficial motto is should be our official motto: is we do good deals for good people. It's I works. mean, we want people, you know, we want people to do the right thing in their community, as far as certainly in the entrepreneurial community of selling businesses, but of course, even giving back to their community. They want to be. They don't want to handle bad transactions. They don't want to put people in bad businesses because that doesn't work. Right. So, so when you think about it fundamentally, what does it take to be good in sales? Yes. We could use that mantra, your unofficial motto, about good deals with good people. God, that's, that's so overriding of what the best or the top 5% of salespeople do in the world. They don't do bad deals. They don't deal with bad people. They're constantly. But aren't the best, as I often ask, aren't the best deals when they're symbiotic? Well, when everybody mean. feels like they won? Sure. Or equally lost. I mean, you know, <laughs> everybody, everybody's lost. equally ha- unhappy. Right. I mean, that, you know, certainly. Which is a byproduct, right? Well, sometimes we get to a closing table. We've been working on a transaction for a year and people are just worn out. Right. You know, they, everybody kind of half heartedly shakes hands and says, okay, you know, we're finally done. it's over. <laughs> right, we're done. We're you know, done. finally it's over. But, you know, but that's the kind of effort it takes to try to sell a business or buy a business even. And, and, and it's give and take. And it's certainly something that we teach our people. And obviously, you know, more heads are better than one. So we all collectively work together to get these deals done. And it's just an amazing community that we've built at Transworld. that yes, I believe it is the absolute best place in the world to go sell your business. So I don't have to be a salesman right. necessarily. I understand. But, but, but you know, I read the book and I love the book and I've given the book to several people because I said, you know, even we were just talking, my own daughter joined my company and, you know, she has a passion. She wants to be an actress and sing and dance, but she wants to do I think this is such a good opportunity for her, and I want to teach her how to sell, and I want to give her Steve's book because mm-hmm. that is like fundamentals of life. Of life which makes you a better person to function. Because you're life. selling yourself always, right? Even if if it's in she wants to be an actress, she goes to some, an audition. She's someone is sell selling exactly right. It's, now, I would imagine. Okay, Transworld Business Advisor. You want this? You want you obviously you want your seller to be happy. But you really want your buyer to be happy because isn't it going to be cyclical? Yes. Aren't they one day going to say, okay, now go ahead, let's turn this and burn this? Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, listen. So I you're t- in a unique position of really wanting all parties happy because you're going to continue business with the party that just bought. Yeah, it's been over 20 years, and we've definitely sa- sold the same business multiple times. And each time, each each person wins. They so, got so- to keep that business. <laughs> they got to make money for their family. And then they decided, hey. It's enough of this business. I want to move on or I'm, I'm ready to retire. Lots of people move down here from New York or Canada or wherever to Florida and they, they want to retire, but they're 50 years old and they realize, you know, I can't play golf and my right. wife hates me and I got to get out of the house. <laughs> so, and I know, hate my wife. Right. So, you know, I'm going to buy a business and they buy a business and then they're 65, 70 years old. It's time to go. See, one, one of the challenges that I know he deals with is that nobody believes in the valuation of their own business. They all think it's worth much more. Is, than, is that always the case? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. Is anyone part, surprised that it's worth more than they thought? Very infrequently. We've had <laughs> it happen before. I mean, we rolled up to a business one time. A guy was closing it. Literally had a going out of business sign. We're like, 
this is a good business. Why? And we sold it for four hundred thousand dollars. What did he, what did he, he was, was worth? Well, then he was mad at us because we, he, he had <laughs> to pay us a commission. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? You're about to walk away. They from never this want thing. to pay the sales guy. So anyway, so but you know, so yes, most of the time we're trying to bring sellers into the reality. But again, that's why Transworld is good a good place because we have four hundred brokers worldwide. It's a true marketplace, and the marketplace is going to tell you how much your business is worth eventually. Well, people always believe that when they trade their car in, it's worth more than what they're willing to give. So that's you're battling that regardless. I mean, the perception, everyone thinks when they go into the, the job interview that, well, commensurate my salary, they believe that. You have to manage those expectations. That's what we do all day long. I mean, and, and on that, both sides. Well, of course, and, and the expectations of the bankers and the lawyers and the accountants and the landlords and the mother in law and the brother in law and everybody who's advising oh, these people through, you know, and every once in a while, we got to give this whole transaction a big hug and try to bring everybody together. And that's our job. And, you know, we're, we're psychologists, we're, we're business valuation experts, we're accountants, we're, you know, we, it, I mean, we're not accountants and we're not lawyers, but we certainly know enough about it. You have to have a feel it. for that. Yeah, to have a feel for all those things and you bring all those together. And at the end of the day, we're salespeople and we're motivators. You know, I tell people that all the time that if they buy or sell a business, at the end of it, they're going to have a footprint on their butt and it's going to be mine <laughs> and it's got to be the brokers. Right? You're, you're in the business of motivation, Steve. Yeah. So, you know, people can't be motivated if they don't want to be. So, you know, a lot of um, the psychology comes into it to really listening to people, what they're actually saying and what they're thinking could be two completely different things. Sure. Another great l- skill that anybody in business has to have is be able to listen and actually understand what's what's transpiring, not necessarily what's on the surface well and things come into play so you know what we do sometimes is when we meet with them for the first time we're gathering all that information we're listening 90 10 rule 90 percent of the time you're listening Mm -hmm. 10 percent of the time you're talking you're gathering that information because you're going to have to remind people why they're selling right i mean because what happens is and one of my sayings is when money gets involved, people get weird. I mean, just, you know, like so? full moon comes out, werewolf comes through. <laughs> when, when money gets involved, people get weird. How well, so? I mean, like, so this, I, I had a woman, her family had moved to North Carolina, two small kids. She owned a psychology practice, killing us every day. Sell it, sell it, sell it. We, we finally sell it, and we're in the throes of the negotiation, and all of a sudden this buyer wants $10,000 off the deal because of something happened. And then she, you know, she flakes out. I mean, I'm insulted. I'm not selling to this person. Uh, call the deal off. I'm like, call the deal off. Are you kidding me? You called me every day for the last three weeks <laughs> yeah, that you down. miss your kids. Yeah, slow down. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, but what what's nice is that when you learn about everybody's business, whatever silo they're working in, mm-hmm. the patterns are all the same. It happens very much in every industry that I work. It's about with. understanding people. Understand- it's about learning yeah, and yeah. speaking their language, Andy. It is. And and it's understanding when people get hot, you know, you got to back off and you got to give people space. Uh, you know, it is understanding the sale process too, and 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 when people are tired and when you know you, you got to keep the whole thing moving because deals are like fresh fish; they start to stink after a while. I mean, you know, it, times kills old deals. There's lots of adages out there about you know getting a long transaction through. You have to use a lot of the tools that Steve teaches. And that's why I love, you know, Steve's book and the things that Steve does. That's why we've worked together all these years, because he understands that. So how do you tell, because you're in that position, all right, how do you tell that person who you are working for that they are wrong? Because the commissioner of the NFL, people forget, is paid and employed by the owners by which he disciplines. 
This is the equivalent of owning a company and having your employee tell you that you're punished and to, and to pay up the fine. And you go, bleep you, it's my company. So, right, Commissioner Goodell in the NFL. People forget the dynamic. How do you tell the people that you are working for, you're wrong, sorry, but they're right, and this is the right play? I think that's the, the probably the biggest secret out of all this. How do you manage that? Well, repetition and consistency leads to learning. So you have to... Wow, consi- you, you, Yeah, you have to constantly and and listen you got to use outside sources you got to get third party involved i mean there's you know there's stats out there of how much businesses sell for there's there's uh you know legal uh you know you can call another attorney and have another attorney you know we've actually unfortunately had to have some people you know attorneys fired they just don't know what they're doing mm. so you know you have to you have to get third parties in to say listen that's not really the way things are done you know uh or, or understanding the real motivation of what's going on like why would somebody blow up a deal over ten thousand dollars right, right. over the course of their life? That ten thousand dollars, and how did that resolve? How did, well, you said it was an ecology business, so you know they're a little crazy anyway, right? So right. I, yeah. we had a reminder of her, of her eventual goal, and that ten thousand dollars meant nothing, and that if she stayed, if she stayed and blew this deal, it probably would take us another six months to find another person. What's She'd the cost have to of that? pay rent. She'd have to fly back and forth to see her family on the weekends, right. and and. Did she want to miss another six months without her kids if we ever got to sell it? Right. So, so it's interesting from a coaching training perspective, and I've started to see a lot of this, is that it's not my job to make the decision for my clients. It's not your job no. to make the decision. It's my job to be the outside eyes to say, I want to paint a very clear picture for you. To tell them what they need to of, hear, of not what, what they want to hear. Um, Not so much. It's it's just an unbiased let me paint. Let me tell you what's really happening here. Let me show you the the chessboard. You can. It's your move. You can make the move. Right. But I just want to let you know if you do that, he's going to move his horse. And you know. So let let me play it out for you. And sometimes it's just being the person standing over the board who has a different. Well, pair how of was eyes. that? How was that different than what I said of telling them what they need to hear as opposed to what they want to hear? Well, so I, I took that wrong. You're right. Oh, you read it backwards. I read it backwards. Okay. Sorry, which is dyslexic, which is I not gave, a gun. <laughs> I gave advice on the air, psychology, 13 years, four hours a day. Strangers would ask me, should I pull the plug on my mother's life support? Whoa. Strangers should ask me whether they should have filed for a divorce or have gender reassignment. Well, that's because you're a regional celebrity. So. A regional celebrity. <laughs> Seven, eight counties. Eight counties and counting. And my sisters never understood this. Why the hell are these people trusting you? Why are they asking you if they should get divorced or pull the plug on their mother? Or have gender reassignment. Because they don't want to take on that responsibility themselves. And And so they're just looking for, you know, listen, people ask a magic eight ball question, you know, (laughs) so and they'll go with it because, you know, because they gave it to a higher power. Uh, you know, so people ask all the Flip time. Coin. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, if, if anything of today's world can tell us that it, everybody's reality movie is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people are looking at the color, current political world and I mean, people have a definite, different takes on what's going on. They see on. the same thing very differently. Correct. They see oh, the right. same thing uh, very differently. Very differently. So our job is to try to narrate that movie for them. Mm-hmm. Like, and what, what Steve was saying is try to put it in perspective and saying, okay, let me just paint the rest of this picture for you and show right. the consequences of that decision. Is. My, my, my answer to my sisters was because I am unbiased, I'm uninvolved, and I'm not afraid to ask the questions. They're going to force them to reveal what they really think and feel, and I'm going to then tell you what I believe the judgment is without having a dog in the fight, yeah. without a horse 
in that race. It's not by, because your friends are going to tell you what because they're really friends with your boyfriend or they're more on your side. I don't, I don't know who you folks are. I want to hear all sides of the story and I'll preside like Judge Judy and then I'll let you know he's wrong. Sir, you're wrong. I'm sorry. So you're in the position you want to make both sides happy. So you right. bring up a great point as it pertains to sales. Right. Because salespeople do have a dog in the fight. They do yes, they have do. an agenda. And my training, my thought process is the further you can remove yourself from that agenda, mm. the closer you are to really being that advisor and being help them to navigate the deal. Because the minute they smell your desperation to do a deal, to sell something, right. all the guards go up and it becomes, sure. oh, you know, so I don't want somebody pushing me to sell. I want someone laying out the options, someone who's looking at and giving me what's going on here. When you honestly Tell care, movie. When you honestly care about the results for all involved, when you take an interest and want for their but success. But if it's just for me to sell something, yeah. that's an yeah. I mean, Harvey Cohen talks about not caring that much. So, you know, it, that's, that's kind of, yeah, it's hard not to do that. But, you know, again, it's, it's, it's their reality that you're trying to penetrate and understand where they're coming from. And, you know, of course we have a, you know, we're going to make a commission, right? So we want to get a mm-hmm. deal done, but it, it's a long sale process. And in long sale process, you can't bludgeon the opponent right. and wow. get them through as they're, as they're bleeding to death because it's too long of a process. So you have to be soft on people and hard on problems, right? So back to your thought of mm-hmm. as pulling the plug on your mother, yep. you know, it's, you can't say you're killing your mother. I mean, you have to look at it and say you're doing what's medically right in that situation. And you're putting her out of her misery. Right, right, and right. This and, and, it's not, and it's not, you know, the decision is not ending your mother's life. The decision is making medical responsible decisions for your mother so she's not in pain, but taking it away from the person. I mean, you know. a, a real good friend of mine, Bruce Turkell, a marketing genius speaker, uh, wrote a book all about them. And all what, about them. So if you understand that it's always about them, not about us. When salespeople go in there with the agenda, I got to right. pay my mortgage. I want that new car. Right. I'm, I'm taking my girl out tonight. When it's about me, right, I lose. And this is a perfect scenario to well, discuss that. Well, listen. It's about them. about them. It is about them. It's always about them. When we when we advertise on here on uh, on ESPN Radio or any of the other places. Nice plug, that we, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, Thank you. But when we advertise, we're not. We're not saying Transworld's the best. We've been in business for 40 years. I mean, that's not the message. The message is, are you sick and tired of your employees? Are your, are, is your business driving you nuts? Do you want to retire and just relax and have money in the bank? We're talking to them. Mm. We're talking in their terms. And that's what you need to get to to solve people's problems. People come to Transworld. That's why I still think I'm not a great salesperson because we're not necessarily hitting someone over the head as they're walking down the street saying, hey, you're going to buy a business today. That's impossible. But, but, but I think, and this validates my conversation, is that you're a great salesperson by being a non-salesperson. I'm, the, I'm getting all of the things I would want from a salesperson without someone breathing down my neck saying, make a decision to buy me. Lay it out. Here's, listen, in my business now, there are a zillion trainers. It's unbelievable. If you look on LinkedIn, every other person is a trainer. I want to be part of the conversation. If you're going to have a coach or a trainer, I just want you to look at me and see what I do. That doesn't make everybody else good or bad. I just want to be in the game. Well, and I think you do a really good job. Of that. And, and listen, at the end of the day, you got to market to the point where you, you're playing the numbers. You're playing the numbers. You know, Steve's talking. We were just talking about some of the projects we're working on and some of the and and at the end of the day, we we, we want to be in a position where we choose what totally, we do totally. and we choose the people we work with. 
And in, to be able to do that, yes, you have to be successful in doing the deals that you choose. Right. And and you it's a numbers game. Is that part of not always saying yes? Is that part of saying Of course. Oh no, it's so, really powerful. That, it's a lot of times where trans world business advisors say I don't believe we're a fit. Uh that's possible, yes. I start off conversations like that. It's like, listen, I'm not here to sell you to sell your business today. Mm-hmm. I'm here to just understand what right. your story is. I'll give you an idea what your business is worth. If we can't come to a, a general agreement of how this process will go and what you, we think it'll trade for on the marketplace, and you think it's worth ten million and I think it's worth two, we're just going to part ways. We're right. not going there. Right? Or and or what I'll tell you is this is how you get to ten. <laughs> this is the things you need to do. You need to hire Steve. You need to <laughs> increase your sales force. You mm-hmm. need to bring your revenues up and your profits up. You got to cut expenses here. You got to increase your gross margins here. And then when you get to two million dollar bottom line, you're going to be worth ten. Call me when that happens. Yeah. So he has some. You know, he's built a very successful sales organization. One of the things I've found about salespeople is they're not comfortable with the responsibility to make that choice because wherever you spend your time, they're not that's comfortable gonna, with the responsibility to make which, which, right, that if choice. You decide. I look at some people on their lead sheet. And I go down and I go, you're never going to do business with any of these people. You've chosen to stay with these names on your list saying, uh, uh, maybe in a blue moon, I'm going to you know, do business with them rather than, and I talk about this in the book, rather than figuring out who they're a real fit for. You're not going to be a fit for everybody. Uh. The percentages in sales are way against you. So understanding that going into it saying, listen, I already know I'm not, I may not be a fit for you, and I'm okay with that. I'll take responsibility. Is that, is that for where that. the no was better than a maybe? Totally. I say no all the time going, listen, you know, there are red flags that show up every time you meet somebody. Forget about selling. You get a good feeling or you get a bad feeling in the first three seconds. If you get a bad feeling, those red flags never go away. Well, you know, and I tell my salespeople, listen, trans world's a really good hammer, and we can pick up nails all day long and wow. nail them into the wall, nail it into the wall, nail it into the wall. Try to pick up a screw and nail it into the wall. Doesn't you know, work. We're not a screwdriver. Right. 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 So so the person who wants to raise money for a venture, which we were talking about early, right. you know, early venture models, they want to raise a million dollars or two million dollars to get their venture. Or, you know, they want to sell their billion dollar company or they want to raise capital on the public markets. That's not what Transwell does. We We sell small businesses. We sell small businesses to other entrepreneurs, to companies that want to grow. We're not doing... Two hundred and fifty million billion dollar deals. That's somebody else's playing field. That, that's right. you know Goldman Sachs. They're right. you know right. They're they're working on. It. In fact, we tried to give Goldman Sachs a two hundred and fifty million dollar deal, uh, and they said they were too busy. So wow. <laughs> wow. they were they were too busy working <laughs> on uh, having uh, Amazon buy uh, Whole Foods. Uh, Whole Foods, oh my God. yeah. Right. So, but the people that are selling, they've got to understand that their best interests are your best interests because you're teaming up with them. That your earnings are contingent upon how well they right. do in the deal, right? Right. So we but they don't ta- see it that way. We were talking about what business uh, Transworld was in over lunch. We just did. This it was thing. very funny. So you know, we had a consultant come in and once upon a time, hey, listen, Transworld is not in the business necessarily of buying selling businesses. That's what our salespeople do. We're in the business of supporting our salespeople and giving them tools to succeed. Mm. And making money when our salespeople transact. What a paradigm shift. I mean, right? really so, to understand So here that, we are. Right? It's like, I'm here to help people be successful in the business brokerage franchising world. And that's what we do. And everything else that our salespeople, we train them. We teach them how to get the business done. We, we support them in the efforts. We have, you know, the right forms. We have the right CRM programs. We have the right advertising. 
and we're there supporting them. So when they get a deal done, we share in the profits. They call that culture. There it is. And, and you know what? It is. Everybody talks about it. Not everybody can create it, but once it's created, and you can't you have, fake it. You have people that genuinely want to be there right. and want to be part of the yep. organization. It really is a but a you can't fake job. it. You can't no, fake culture, and, right? And, and you, you have it or you don't. And and you got to partner with the right people. So I, I just wanted to throw in, you know. So we decided that we wanted to take the model of Trans World outside Florida. So we partnered with United Franchise Group here in West Palm, and they're hmm. experts in franchising. And we knew that we weren't going to be good franchisors. So we partnered with them, and now they helped us be the largest business brokerage in the world. All your strength is in your union. Right. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Wow, look How about at little you. Andy Cagnetta, Transworld Business Advisors. Thank you for the time and the insight. No problem. Looking, for, job, looking forward to pasta <laughs> next time around. Yes. Again, uh, when is the pasta dinner? On the 25th, uh, February 25th. February 25th. Uh, Andy's at Signature Grand. Andyspastadinner.com. Give money. Give AndysPastaDinner.com. you got to give to give. You can actually buy pallets of food while you're there, or even afterwards, I guess, right, right. Yeah. that directly go to feed people that can't afford it for themselves. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Steve, we don't ask people, how you doing? As you say, as we all know, it's just a waste of time. Instead, tell me something good. Is your practice. So why don't you, to wrap up week 17 of the podcast, tell us all. I'm going to tell you good. something great. I'm going to tell you something Something great. great. Something great. Chaka Khan changed the lyrics. I get a phone call yesterday from a guy named Dan Krantzer. Yeah. Dan Krantzer and I met a year ago sitting on a plane coming back from Detroit. He is based in Iowa. He is the VP of sales for Power Engineers. Mm-hmm. And he calls me up and he said, hey, I saw you promote this boot camp that you're doing is it okay if I bring some of my people to Florida to come to the event? And I was like, are you kidding me? It's, you know, so, uh, you know, relationships, you never know where they're going to transact and how they're going to do it. I didn't sell him anything. No. He's now coming to me. And so, you know, it validates everything I am, everything I live for. I'm excited. Seen to meet a lot of people on planes. Yeah, you're you know, the I'm, guy on the plane that talks to the other people on the plane. There's some Good people who look at me going, God, I wish that guy would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, boy. Our thanks again to Andy Cagnetta, Transworld Business Advisors. Uh, get the book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, now in paper, like the Beatles. Our own Steve Nittleberg is a paperback writer. Thank you, Just Amazon. Like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amazon, as well. You want to do it again? We'll try it again. You know what? It's we're working. Just, I think to get it's the hang working, of this. Man. I feel like we're starting to get the hang really of this. Really grooving. Sooner or later, uh, I think we're going to get this down. Fantastic. All right. There it is. It's episode 17. Listen back to all of them. And on behalf of Steve Nittleberg, Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening this time. We'll catch you next time on Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. And our friend Chris, the Jet Fan. <laughs>